Welcome to We Are Venomaniacs, the Venom Site's official podcast for all of your symbiote news, reviews, and point of views. In the podcast series, a few of our fan club's esteemed and brave members take to the airwaves to discuss symbiote-related comics, movies, cartoons, games, and more. We also provide updates on fresh media and merch, all, of course, about symbiotes, all the time. My name is Orion, and I'm joined again by Carlos and Tyler. Say hi, guys. Hey, everybody. Hey, guys. We're also joined today by Jason, the Venom site himself, for the first time. Welcome to the podcast, Jason. Thanks, Orion. In today's Glad episode... <laughs> no problem. In today's episode, we are joined by special guests Donnie Cates and Ryan Stegman, who are here to talk about their new upcoming Venom comic book series. Back in February... Marvel announced its Fresh Start publishing initiative that will see a number of its ongoing series uh, relaunched with new creators and stories along with a host of other new titles. Uh, Venom series is one of the first Fresh Start series to be launched on May 9th after Mike Costa's run of the book. Donny Case and Ryan Stegman, the respective writer and line artist of the relaunch, promise to take Venom in a bold new direction that will assuredly uh, excite new uh, and long-time readers. Welcome to the podcast, Donnie and Ryan. Thanks, Thanks for having us, guys. No problem. So, uh, now, unlike with the previous creator interviews on the podcast, uh, w- which I did previously with uh, Colin Bunn and Declan Shalvey, I've invited my fellow hosts to sit in. They will have questions and discussion points for both of you throughout the podcast. Then, towards the end of the episode... We will t- uh, have some time for you to answer a few questions and comments sourced from the TVS community. Does that sound like a plan for everybody? Absolutely. Yeah, sound, sounds good. I mean, we were just so excited. We just had to sit in on it. So. <laughs> yeah. All right, so I will go ahead and start. Um, Ryan, as you are the Venom veteran between the two of you since you just recently worked on the Venom Inc. crossover event, how does it feel to be back to drawing Eddie and the symbiote, especially now that it's a full-time gig? Oh, it's great. Well, you know, it was funny because I've done so much stuff in the Spider-Man world, and then I had never really drawn Venom. And then uh, towards the end of my Renew Your Vows run, we did a Venom story with Venom Mary Jane. And then, you know, from that moment, uh, I haven't been able to escape him, and and I kind of found that I love drawing him. (laughs) Yeah, he's, you know... Everyone loves to draw Venom. He's just, I don't know what attracts you to the Venom, you know, either the, uh, he's just the big hulking mass of alien goop, or mm-hmm. whether he's, uh, it's just the jaw and, and the eyes, it's just so cool. Yeah, for sure. Well, he's, he's, uh, he's very organic, so it's, it's always fun to draw characters that you can kind of be expressive with. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so now Tyler has a question for Donnie. So, Tyler, go ahead. Okay, so uh, Eddie's gone through a lot with the symbiote, but before he became Venom in Costa's run, uh, like re-became Venom, uh, he hated the symbiote for a better part of like at least 10 years, even wanting to kill it at points. Why do you think Eddie changed his mind about the symbiote, and how do you think he'll touch on that, if at all? Well, I'll definitely be touching upon that. Um, you know, um, Eddie's uh, a very interesting and very complicated character. Um, one of the greatest gifts, this is something I keep on saying, but it's totally true, one of the greatest gifts about getting um, getting to kind of man the Venom ship at this point in, 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 his, in the character's uh, uh, career, I suppose, right, um, is that there's still so much to uncover. 
There's still so much we don't know about Eddie. There's still so much we don't know about the symbiote. Um, I've kind of, uh, you know, I, obviously I've been, I've been reading Venom comics since I was old enough to read and, and, and been an enormous fan. Um, and so there's nothing that I'm probably not going to touch on. Um, it, you know, our run is scheduled or, or sorry, our run is planned as, um, yeah, pretty immense. It's going to be really, really, really long. Um, uh, to your point of, as to why I, I personally think that Eddie would do that, um, I don't want to spoil too much because I don't want to, uh, uh, you know, I want to give away things. But that's certainly something that Ryan and I have talked about. Um, I tend to think that Eddie might be the most codependent human being on the planet. Um, he's someone who is better with a partner, but maybe not necessarily suited for uh, human interaction. <laughs> um, uh, he's he's an antisocial kind of damaged person. And I don't think he's ever, um, I, it's just me, right? This is just me talking, and I, I know that my um, opinion tends to carry a little bit more these days because I'm the writer of the book. No, um, I totally, yeah, but, totally. Like, uh, I've, I've even postulated in the past that I believe Eddie is kind of like a human symbiote. He really depends on the other to help him be a functioning person. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. Um, I think that if you were to ask Eddie, I think that um, a lot of the past hosts, people who have worn uh, the symbiote or a symbiote, um, would tell you that they gained something, that they were made extra because of it. It changed their, their mentality, it changed their outlook, um, or, it, or, it, or it gave them things. I think if you were to ask Eddie, he would not tell you that he gained something, but that he was completed, if that makes any sense. Yeah, no, no, this is, this is like confirming some of the things I sort of thought about it myself. So it's really, really cool to hear this, like, from the, the future writer. So that's that's awesome. Oh, cool. And, you know, and the fact that now we're going to be seeing Eddie in a whole different light of him moving forward, it, it's something that we all are, you know, very much looking forward to. Well, absolutely. You know, Eddie, Eddie to me, is Venom. You know, um, uh, you know Flash was phenomenal and i love all that flash stuff um but that's not my venom you know my venom is eddie eddie is a very complicated person he's not a hero he's not a villain he's something in between and i think that you know again if you were to ask eddie all the questions that we're all asking about him his answers would be as vague as ours are I don't think that Eddie is a person who knows exactly who he is yet in the way that Peter does or the way that, you know, Steve does or Tony does. They, these are people who know who they are, know who they stand for um, and where they stand on the, on the line of good and bad. Eddie's a person who struggles with those things all the, the time. People call him an anti-hero sometimes, right? Even that's a little bit muddy, right? Because you ask Frank Castle, um, and Frank Castle would tell you that he – he wholeheartedly believes in every action that he takes. That is a man who believes in himself and will not let the world tell him otherwise, right? Eddie's not that. Eddie's a very complicated person and doesn't necessarily, I believe, n never really solved a, a, a clear enough path for him as a, just as a human being. And you add the symbiote on top of that, and, and, and things just got messier, you know? So that's, that's all the stuff that I think is so interesting about him. Yeah, definitely. It's Eddie, I think people don't give Eddie enough credit for being such a deep character. 
You know, it's, agreed. It's it's always an uphill battle. I find myself, you know, finding that battle many times, saying, you know, you know, give give Eddie a chance. If you just, you know, read him a bit more, you'll see how how yeah. deep of a character he can be. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I I, st- I still prefer Flash. Like, I love Age of Venom. My is my favorite character, but Eddie is still one of my favorite characters of all time. Or like, classic Venom is great, and uh, Eddie is definitely in like top five. Absolutely. Yeah, agreed. Uh, and then also too is like for me, I see Eddie as like because he's always separated himself with the rest of the group, and that's what really interests me uh, for him as a character is that he doesn't really want to involve himself with the with the Avengers with the, with all these other Marvel characters like I just like him on his own doing his own thing and just being the hero that he wants to be so yeah well that's some really interesting stuff I mean all of that is such great fodder for um, uh, you know you know as a writer you know unfortunately one of the things that you kind of have to learn is you know especially with uh, speaking for myself coming from a world of indie books and I did that for so long and coming into marvel and i love these characters so much but part of my job is to be mean to these characters that i love you know and put them in situations and put them in peril and put them in places where they are not comfortable and putting putting eddie in situations where he has to deal with the larger marvel you like to deal with i mean i'm not spoiling anything the solicitations already came out putting him in a in a spot where he has to deal with miles a character that he has never met, but 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 certainly Miles has a lot of uh, symbiote-related trauma. Um, uh, putting Eddie in those spots and, and seeing how he reacts to them is is, is so much fun. Yeah, definitely. Like um, I think when Miles encountered Venom in his own universe, I I actually really like that storyline. I know a lot of people uh, think that that version of Venom was forgettable. But I like the design, and I really liked um, how it played into the trauma of Miles' life. So it's going to be very interesting to see Miles, I, I guess you would say, maybe overreact to seeing Venom for, again. Uh, just Yeah, well, Venom. I mean, I'll tell you what, it ain't going to be great. <laughs> I mean, it, it's not going to be a good day for either of them. Yeah. All right, yeah, again. He, I, oh, go ahead. Yeah, he, he briefly interacted with uh, Agent Venom during Civil War Two, but that was... It, the, uh, Space Knight is a very different Venom. Totally different. Totally. Yeah. So, so you know, he probably didn't barely even recognized him. So, yeah, totally. I mean, there's a big difference between a Venom Space Knight and something that actually looks like the thing that was responsible for your mm-hmm. mom's death. Mm-hmm. I mean, Venom, Eddie Venom, looks like that thing. So that's that's tough, you know. Yeah, and then uh, so Carlos, I think you have a question for both Donnie and Ryan. Yeah. So, uh, since you guys are hard at work with this new Venom series, are there any plans later down the line for more crossovers and team-ups for our favorite Lethal Protector? Uh, who are some characters you'd like to see Venom cross paths with, uh, or for the first time? Um, I'll answer first, because yeah. Donnie can tell you more about what is actually happening, and I can just tell you about something I'd like to see, which is uh, I'd like to see him cross paths with Kane from uh, Yes! Star- yes! <laughs> Uh, you know, I have a lot of history with that character, and uh, I think that they would be an interesting, uh, you know, they, they have a lot of similarities, so that would be fun. Never heard of him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, damn. No, no, two dark spiders, you know, yeah. two, like, kind of dark reflections of the same cat. That's, that's interesting stuff. 
Um, as far as um, things that are actual plans, you know, uh, I mentioned Miles, which is the first thing that comes to mind when you say, you know, who's cool to pair him up against. Um, as far as crossovers go, um, yeah, there's some pretty crazy stuff planned uh, down the road um, that I promise you will not be able to miss. <laughs> when it's announced, you'll know what it is. Well, we'll be looking um, forward and, to it. <laughs> yeah, and then as the story starts to evolve, you might start to get a sneaking suspicion as to what that thing might be. Um, and then this first arc that we're doing, that Ryan and I are doing, um, is called Rex. It's Venom Rex. Um, and this is maybe one of, just in, in, in terms of uh, scale, one of the biggest Venom stories. Uh, that's been done in a very long time. Um, it's going to bring Eddie to the forefront of the Marvel U and have him encountering, um, how do I say this? I'll things. The events of Rex kind of touch all corners of the Marvel U um, and kind of thrust Eddie into a spotlight of, in which he's not, not at all prepared for or wants. So I, I would, I'd bank on him meeting a lot of familiar and new faces. Awesome. Yeah, uh, and J- Jason, do you happen to have any questions? No, man, just every time you talk, I just get more excited about this. I cannot wait. <laughs> Good. <laughs> just refreshing to have somebody, two people in the book that like are passionate about the character. Well, let me ask you guys. Who do you guys want to see Eddie team up with, or what are you guys hoping to see from the series? That's stuff I really want to hear. <laughs> Well, um, I think I'll, I'll go first with that one. Um, it it hasn't happened for a long time, uh, and it was it was back when uh, Mac was still Venom. But I like to see uh, Venom cross paths with my other favorite Marvel character, Moon Knight. Interesting. Okay. Uh, I, I guess I, I guess I'll go next. Uh, I mean, I, I'll, first I just want to say I was really happy with your answer, Ryan, because. I love Scarlet Spider. He's like my second favorite hero, right behind Agent Venom, and and I love you. You had the the variant covers and whatnot of uh, during Minimum Carnage of Agent Venom versus Scarlet Spider, and I, I love that. So, uh, thank but, you. But um, if if I had to say, Eddie did briefly interact with uh, with Nova, Richard Ryder, back in the day, and so since Richard Ryder, uh, he. He's been powered up a lot since then when he became Nova Prime and Annihilation and all that. And so I think it'd be really fun to have Eddie interact with, like, a fully powered Richard Ryder Nova. <laughs> like, I think that'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. Um, as for me, I, it, to me, it's not really surprising. Uh, you know, uh, saying another Spider-like character, uh, maybe Silk, you know, I, I would like to see that. That would be pretty cool. I'd like to see uh, more symbionts, uh, ones that aren't forgotten. Then after a book or two, I mean, we got a couple out there that yeah, right. haven't really uh, seen in a while. But just a new, new take on the symbiont, I think, would be pretty awesome. Yeah, that, that, hybrid, that hybrid dog is still out there, so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so scorn. Yeah, 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 definitely. Uh, so I think this is a great time to shift over to some community questions then. Uh, we'll start with a question for Donnie uh, from one of our absent co-hosts, John. He asks, uh, "You've been my, uh, you've been a Venom fan for a long time now. Have you been working on the story story since 
uh, the beginning, uh, like turning your ten-year-old fanfiction into reality? Uh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> um, I was actually, that's a really funny story. When I got to the, the last uh, Marvel Writers Retreat, um, you know, they invite all the exclusive guys, and so it's just like, you know, uh, was it, like 10 or 12 of, of the writers, and then like all the editors, and big, 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 huge room. And uh, this was back in, I want to say, December, something like that, January, something like that. And I got to kind of sit down in this room and tell everyone what the first, like, seven arcs of the book are going to be. And I outlined all of them. And I just went on and on and on and on and on to the point where C.B. Sabolsky, our editor-in-chief, was like, was like, Jesus, Donnie, how much, how much more stories do you have? And I was like, dude, I have so much. Like, I'll, I'll wrap it up at seven arcs, but I got more than that. <laughs> and, um, and, and I was sitting right next to Dan Slott. And, you know, Dan's run on, on, on Amazing is coming to an end. And in the room, um, we presented uh, Dan with a big cake uh, as, like, a celebration and, a, and, a, and a honoring his incredible run, right? And on that cake, it was decorated with all these little minifigs. Um, so there was, like, a little Spider-Man figure and a little, you know, Doc Ock figure and everybody, right? And sitting right next to Dan and... Um, I got through telling my entire thing, and Dan goes, now, how much of that story that you just told have you been thinking of since you were nine years old? And I was like, oh, a lot of it, ma'am. <laughs> so much of it. So much of it. And he very uh, ceremoniously took the Venom figure off of his cake and gave it to me. He was like, he's all yours. Go for it. And I still have that little figure on my desk, and I consider it one of like the greatest honors of, like, you know, Dan, fucking Dan Slot, like giving me the nod of approval. Um, so yeah, absolutely. You know, um, even when we went to lunch, um, Tom Brevoort came over and was just like, "Man, that you're like the scope and the and the and the and the length of your story that you have planned out. It's incredible. Like it's all this stuff is really, 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 really cool." And then I just launched right into like talking more about it and like telling. Tom, like, things I'd never got to in the room and just, like, keep on telling him and telling him and telling him. And he was like, Donnie, I, it's approved. You don't have to keep selling it. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I know, I'm just excited, man. I'm just excited. I just want to tell you. Um, so it's, I, when Venom got announced, uh, a lot of the different writers and stuff who are all buddies of mine, uh, when the book got announced uh, on, uh, uh, on Twitter, they were all like, uh, a lot of them were making fun of me for how incredibly long my Venom pitch is and, and, and how much of a Venom nerd I am. There's a, um, uh, during that retreat, we all went upstairs and all recorded little promo videos um, that they'll be re releasing. And when I went upstairs to do my promo video, I took off my outer shirt to reveal that I just had a Venom shirt on, like the logo, nice. <laughs> and that I had a black jacket that I had made and with a venom patch put on it and it's the jacket that eddie made the symbiote make for him in lethal protector oh and like wow the, i'm sure you guys don't know with the high collar you know yes um, oh wow i pretty much made that that exact jacket and so i'm wearing a venom t-shirt with that venom jacket on and like you know yeah let me uh, this is all you need to know about how much of a venom nerd i am that at the Marvel building, 
surrounded by Marvel employees and Marvel writers, I was still made fun of for being such a Venom nerd. <laughs> <laughs> that's, how much, that's how much I dig this character. Awesome. Yeah, we're going to need some photos, though, bro. We need photos. Yeah, of absolutely. <laughs> and, and that reminds me a lot of like how you were talking about Dan Slott. Dan Slott had notebooks of like plans he laid out, and so that reminds me a lot of that. So let's have a 10-year run from you. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, I, honestly, please. I'm here until you guys tell me to leave. I'm, I'm not going anywhere. Ryan, right. too. Me and Ryan are, 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 are full steam ahead, man. Hold you to that. <laughs> please. <laughs> All right, and uh, I think we have another question from Donnie, this time from a uh, Venom Cider that we all know and love, Chalk Dingo. Uh, he asks, uh, this story has been described at looking into what makes Eddie tick and his humanity. Can readers expect some reflection on some earlier pre-Spider-Man parts of his life, like his distance from his father, missing being a journal- journalist, or how life was simpler before he met the symbiote? Yes. Absolutely. Um, I will say this as much. Um, the first arc, which is called Rex, is a very big, um, very big symbiote arc. Um, lots to do with things we never knew about the symbiote. And then the second arc uh, is called uh, Abyss. And Abyss is a very, very deep, deep dive into who Eddie is and what makes Eddie tick. And things you didn't know about him, things he didn't know about him, um, pre-symbiote stuff, uh, all of that, all of it. Oh, um, yes. So those two first arcs um, are kind of Ryan and I's thesis statements on the duality of the character that is Venom. One half is, 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 the, is the dark, and one half is the light. Awesome. Uh, wow. that, I mean, I'm almost struck speechless there. How about you guys? <laughs> uh, that sounds very interesting. I cannot wait to read it. Yeah. Uh, all right, and then uh, let's go ahead and have a question for Ryan, again from Shock Dingo. Um, this time he's asking, this series sounds like it's going to be a horror bon- a bonanza. Mm-hmm. Uh, what has you most excited to draw? Uh, have you encountered anything in the series that took you out of your comfort zone? Um, yeah, a lot of stuff. I I was talking to Devin, um, our editor, the other day, and I said, oh, I didn't think... I'm not even going to say what I drew, because it would give stuff away, but I was saying, I didn't think I was going to uh, you know, like drawing these pages. They seemed like they were going to be tough. And I was like, and it turns out I love it. And he said, you say that about everything. <laughs> <laughs> because there's been so many things that I have encountered that I haven't drawn before in this book. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's it's all exciting. There's there's just tons of crazy stuff. I, I, Donnie, I sent Donnie one of the craziest spreads I've ever drawn today. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, unreal. Yeah, it was, it was nuts. And um, basically every day has been a joy uh, working on this because there's just so much stuff and it's just idea after idea after idea which is what you know good comics are in the first place um, so pretty much everything's been out of my comfort zone but in a good way and then uh, I also really like drawing uh, like when you when you get on a book sometimes there's not as much drama as you'd like because uh, I really enjoy drawing the dramatic aspects and there's 
you know, plenty of that too. So there's some amazing, insane action stuff, and then there's you know some really nice, uh, you know, sort of conversational dra- dramatic moments, and uh, I've had a blast with all of it. Awesome. And then um, to kind of follow up on that question. Is there anything that you were drawing where you just banging your head against the table trying to get it to look just right? Well, I mean, that's my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> that's the tortured artist aspect. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, that happens, you know. I have my friends look over stuff, you know, they say, hey, this, uh, um, you know, that's not how... Or like if they if they know more about how something works than I do, then they'll explain it and I can kind of tighten things up. But I mean, in general, that's that's just my attitude towards everything. And let me just say really quick, because Ryan won't say this, but I will say this. Um, so when when I turned in my pitch and everything, and then we started you know talking about um, artists and everything, we finally landed on on Ryan and and Devin uh, Devin a huge fan as am I and Ryan and I had never worked together and I was excited to have Ryan on it he has the Venom pedigree he's a good dude Um, uh, but I gotta tell you there was a part of me in my brain where I was just like well I I I know what this is gonna look like now because I've I've been reading books that Ryan's drawn for a long time and I know Ryan's work but you guys like Ryan started turning in pages and they are unreal. It's the best work he's ever done. Like, and I, I, I say that as, as, as someone who, who is a fan, and I, I shouldn't admit that because I have to work with them, and I don't want to give them too big of a head, but, but it, they really are uh, Ryan's best work, in my opinion. I, like, I feel like people are going to be able to tell how excited we both are to tell this story just from Ryan's artwork. Yeah, I would agree with that. I actually do. I, I, I don't have any trouble saying I think it's my best stuff. <laughs> I think <laughs> just the level of excitement that I've had from day one. And uh, JP uh, Mayer is doing the inks, and uh, it was nice because I'm trying to do, like, I'm trying to be the artist on this book, essentially, where we don't have to have very many fill-ins. Uh, so I'm trying to move a little quicker and... Uh, so we brought in an inker and usually I'm kind of hesitant about that, but he's kind of taken the way that I describe his inks is like what I would do if I wasn't lazy. So they're like, (laughs) it's exactly, it's exactly how I would, how I envision it, but that I would never be able to achieve myself because I'm too, you know, at some point I'm like, ah, it's been 10 hours. I can't, you know, keep hacking away at this. So, uh, he's been amazing. And, uh, yeah, it's just yeah, like every day we're getting stuff in from him and Frank Martin now, and it's just like everything is so exciting on this book. Awesome, it really is, man. It, it, Ryan and I are having just such a killer time, and you know, uh, it makes me breathe easy and sleep easy at night because you know, even if the story sucks and the dialogue's terrible, it's going to look pretty. I know that for damn sure. Excellent. So we're getting your A game for the Venom. That is. Fantastic. Absolutely. All right. And uh, so, Donnie, Robert Hammond asks, what will you do different to give your own take on Venom while still following the narrative and progression of the symbiote since the Rick Remender run? Well, that's just, that's just the kind of stuff that we were talking about kind of earlier in the show, which is I want to do um, 
you know what's cool about Venom is every metaphor that you try and use becomes like a very real phrase. So because I was about to say I want to peel the layers back, and for any other character that's a metaphor, but on Eddie, it <laughs> the dude literally has layers. Um, so I would really I I think that it's I think it's uh, it's due time for Eddie to get back in the spotlight and for an entire new generation of fans to learn who Eddie is and to really get to the bottom of who is Eddie Brock. Because, boy, uh, you know, Rick's stuff with, with Flash was so um, bombastic and out there, but it also had such humanity to it. It also had such um, so much personal stuff to it. It had so much heart. Um, and so, you know, not to compare a run that no one's read yet and has no pedigree to Rick's incredible run, um, I like to think that we're... We're handling that pretty well. Eddie's a character that, as I said earlier, is someone I'm incredibly invested in and that um, I think uh, has been not as well, I don't know. He, he, he hasn't had his moment in the spotlight in such a long time. You know, like when he burst on the scene, he's the biggest thing that ever came, you know, when, when he appeared. And like I said, there's a whole new generation of readers now who, you know, I'm 33, right? Venom turns 30 on May 9th with the, with the first, uh, with our first issue. I've been reading Venom comics since I was three years old. I've been there from the jump. And so this is a character that I know um, very, very well. I, I've never felt more comfortable writing a character than I do with Eddie because he's an old friend. But, you know, there's a lot of people out there who, who haven't been here for 30 years. And 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 that's, so I'm trying to balance this line of of giving older readers these deep cuts and these really cool things that I want to see and that you guys want to see, while at the same time presenting this character um, as 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 fresh and trying to give you a little bit more insight into him. Um, a lot of times, I feel like when we get a peek inside the brain of Eddie Bronk, there's always this layer in between us and Eddie, which is the symbiote, right? We hear the symbiote talk for him. We see his emotions through the symbiote, right? Um, one of my favorite Venom stories of all time is a story that Paul Jenkins wrote called The Hunger, which dealt with Eddie Brock's cancer. Um, and that, to me, was one of the most human and personal stories that I've ever seen involving Eddie Brock. Eddie was so vulnerable and really got to open up and, and kind of breathe as a character on his own, not just as a vessel for a symbiote, right? Um, those are things that I want to explore. When you talk about, that's the last thing I'll say, because I could talk about this forever. Um, when you talk about Spider-Man, people who love Spider-Man never say Spider-Man. They say Peter, right? Because Peter is the character, Spider-Man is the costume. Right, and everything that you know about Spider-Man is tied back to one moment in his life. It's the death of his Uncle Ben. That's where he became the person that we know. It's where he learned all of his values. It's where he learned how to be the person that he pretends to be when he's Spider-Man. Those kind of things, those kind of like backstory and foundational stories are somewhat absent in the story of Eddie Brock. We don't have his Uncle Ben moment. You know, Eddie talks a lot about protecting the innocent. Where does that come from? What makes him tick? What happened to Eddie that turned him into a person 
that would not be afraid of this alien black goo falling on him in a church. Everyone else who has ever gotten a symbiote was terrified of it, was, 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 was instantly scared of this crazy thing. Eddie took to it like a bird in the air. Why? Who the hell is Eddie Brock? That is what I'm going to try and get to the bottom of in my entire run. Excellent. Really, wow. I mean, yeah, you, <laughs> I thought I was deep with Eddie, <laughs> you know, I thought I was deep in all my analyzations and everything. Um, yeah, you need a pause there, yeah. Um, Alright, so, Ryan, um, Wolf Cipher asks, you had recently drawn Eddie not too long ago in an extremely Todd McFarlane style. What was mm-hmm. the decision to give Eddie a scruffy, uh, scruffier, Thor-haired look in the previews we've seen so far? Um, it just kind of, well, I mean, Donnie uh, sort of right off the bat explained to me what uh, he wanted to do with Eddie. And, um, you know, when he's, uh, we, we kind of wanted to make him, I don't know, more a little more relatable because I think he was, you know, he's pretty wild looking in Venom Inc. <laughs> um, but I think that it's just kind of one of those things where he's the leading man in this book, and so I've kind of wanted to give him, uh, you know, a more unique look for this book, so that when when this book is looked back um, upon in time, it's like, oh yeah, that's that's that era of Eddie Brock. Whereas you know what I'd done in um, Venom Inc. was much more like, uh, you know, of a different time that what you know we were kind of hearkening back. So, um, and, you know, like, the look also comes with, you know, reasons and story reasons and everything that, you know, you'll find out. But um, it was just, it yeah, was just and, kind of a, yeah, go ahead, Donnie. No, I was going to say, I mean, to give it a, a simpler answer, because there are story reasons as to why Eddie looks like that. One of them, the, the most obvious one being is that time has passed in between Costa's run and our run, right? <clears throat> that that hair didn't grow overnight. Um, and it's also um, uh, a, a, a kind of a take on where we find Eddie's personality uh, when when our run opens up and kind of uh, at the lowest point that Eddie's been in in a very long time. But to be completely honest, like, take everything I just said and, you know, whatever, whatever. Because uh, the real answer is, man... I thought Eddie looked so cool in the '90s with a mullet. That's that's the that's the beginning, middle, and end of that answer. <laughs> I think he looks cool with long hair. I just think it's a cool look and one that he hasn't sported in a very long time. <laughs> yes, return of the mullet. <laughs> and well, just visually <laughs> too, with that hair flipping around and symbiote stuff flying all over him, it just looks cool. I mean, you know, I, I get a lot of people asking me online. You know, I did this run on Thanos just now. Uh, we, we introduced this character called the Cosmic Ghost Rider. He's a ghost rider in space, and he wears a helmet. He wears a helmet over his flaming skull. And I had a lot of people online say, like, why well, does it make any sense? Why does he wear that? I was like, because it looks cool. Exactly. There's, <laughs> there's no reason or rhyme. It's just yeah, it's awesome. It's comics, man. It looks cool. <laughs> All right. And then, uh, Donnie, last question from you from uh, Kaiken. Yep. Uh, both Eddie and the symbiote have been through quite a lot uh, over the last decade. How will the relationships these two have had uh, formed with other characters uh, 
for example, the symbiote being bonded to other people, Brock being bonded to Toxin, or befriending Jenna Cole, etc. How will those impact the new series? Um, the, that's really hard for me to answer, because uh, those are spoiler things. Uh, um, like I said at the beginning of the podcast, though, I mean, I, I, well, I'll put it like this, right? There's, you gotta, you gotta think, right? Because you guys are all Venom nuts. Right, you guys are all huge <laughs> Venom fans. We are Venom maniacs, oh, oh, yeah. a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Okay. If and and I count myself amongst your ranks. I, I'm, I'm an enormous. This, this is not just a job for me. This is a this is a calling. This is a this is a dream come true. So let me ask you guys: if if Marvel gave you guys the reins to do kind of whatever you wanted. Wouldn't you include everything? <laughs> Wouldn't you want to play with everything, right? So, like, every time anyone asks me, like, will this character show up? Will this, will this, you know, go down or anything? I always say, dude, you're talking to a Venom nerd. Like, what do you think? <laughs> like, of course. Like, I, I'm going to try and play with every single inch of every toy, you, you know? It's like, um, you're, you know, the whole seven degrees of bacon? It's not going to be the seven degrees of Venom. How is every other character related to Venom? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's not any part of it that I don't like, you know. I mean, I, 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 I said on Ryan's live stream, I think, that there's there's two different, I mean, obviously there's lots of different ways to tell story, but there's there's two kind of in comics that you see a lot of, uh, an additive approach and a deconstruction approach. And the best example I can give of those, um, well, you know, a deconstructive approach is where you come in and you remove what doesn't work and you examine what does work and you try and frame it in a new way. An additive approach says that everything counts and everything is worth worthwhile and uh, and and we're gonna we're gonna play with everything. Good examples of those are two books that uh, Grant wrote. Grant's run on 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 X-Men is a deconstruction. Grant came in and, and deconstructed the X-Men, broke it down to its to its parts and rebuilt it, right? That's a that's a deconstruction. Now Grant's run on Batman is an additive approach. He said everything counts. I'm going to use every piece of this. I'm going to hunt this animal. I'm going to use every single inch of this. Right? What Ryan and I are doing on Venom is much more akin to what Grant did on Batman. It's an additive approach. So everything counts. Nothing is being thrown away. Um, but things might be seen through a different lens. But it is certainly a celebration of everything that I love about Eddie Brock and I love about every kind of corner the symbiote has touched. Um, but, you know, along with that additive approach means that you don't tell stories about stories. You tell new stories. You bring new toys in. You create new worlds and new themes that, that, were, that were never there but kind of fit in the established narrative. That's what we're doing. So we're honoring the character, but we're also... Um, bringing in new toys that'll be around for a very, very, very long time. Awesome. Yeah, I love. You know, I lo- I love the deconstructive approach, but I also really love that you're taking this additive approach. You know, it's like uh, adding on to history. It's right. It's awesome. You know, the yeah. the, the whole thing with the the planet Clintar and everything. I know that's typically a source spot for for a lot of Venom fans. I love the whole Planet Clintar addition to the story that um, Bendis, Bendis, Bendis yeah. yeah, that he added to that. I love that. Guardians like, of the Galaxy number twenty-two. 
Exactly. Sorry. And then also <laughs> the you know the whole adding to the symbiote's own history, seeing what his first host was like. That was like, ooh, that was perfect. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you like things like that, stay tuned. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> and now um, we have a final question for Ryan from uh, user Eddie's Mullet. Uh, and I think you can determine what's going to be the question. Uh-huh. Uh, so he asks, how about we get a Marvel mullet month? Every issue has a cheesy mullet variant. What a glorious disaster it would be. Well, I mean, I'll pitch it right away because that sounds pretty great. We we, we do kind of miss the mullet. I kind of miss the mullet. <laughs> You know, you can like get other characters, like get Kamala Khan or get Captain Marvel with some mullets. It's got the mullets got to come back so, at some point, right? I mean, <laughs> well, I'll say that I'll say that you know Eddie has this long, kind of beautiful blonde hair uh, that's not a mullet, but absolutely you know harkens back to when he did have that that thing. But I have instructed Ryan that uh, in any instance in which it makes sense, like if it's raining outside. But just uh, flick that top part back a little bit so it looks like one, you know. So we're gonna, we're gonna try to sneak that bad boy back in there and see where we can. Yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, anyone else have anything to add? They want to ask. Well, uh, I, I thought I'd ask a question for Ryan. I mean, my, my, my head's flying with ideas right now with uh, all of the stuff everyone's been saying. I'm so excited. Like, I'm, I'm wearing a Toxin t-shirt with Venom and Carnage in the background right now. So, I was, oh, yeah. But, but uh, I want to ask Ryan a question. Uh, let's go back a bit, rewind a bit before this. Uh, Venom Inc., mm-hmm. uh, you did the design for Agent Anti-Venom. And so, like, I, I'm super excited for Flash and what he's... But, how did like? Did you have any like alternate concepts for that design, or did you just stick to the inverted color scheme? Because Anti Venom wasn't exact; he wasn't an exact inversion from uh, the the normal Venom design. He had like a face mask and like yellow eyes. Like, do you have mm-hmm. anything different you were planning for that, or what you did? Yeah, know? I tried a few, I tried a few things, but we kept coming. We just kept coming back to well, this is already you know the Agent Venom design itself is already. A great design. Oh, absolutely. So it was just it's it's the same thing with um with Spider Man. You know when you Spider Man has an unbelievable character design. So a lot of times when you tweak it, you end up being like, well, why did I even do that? It was already amazing. So um, uh, I think Donnie, I think your mic is still on. <laughs> Donnie, are you grinding pepper? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, yeah. So he, um, the, uh, so what we would, I would do is I would, I would add to it, and then I would, I would look at it and say, oh, let's try stripping it back to this again, and then finally it was just like, let's just keep it, at, you know, and keep the classic, and 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 it, I think it looked pretty cool. No, I, I, I think it's gorgeous, and I'm so excited to see more Flash in the future. So. Mm-hmm. And uh, anyone else? Come on, Jason. You got to have something to ask. Come on. No, I am just so excited. I mean, this is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> the um, more they talk, the more I just uh, get pumped for this. Thank uh, you, guys. Yeah, thank you very much from the whole okay. community. <laughs> I, I no, well, thank you, question. guys. Uh, now I know you guys really can't say much, but are we gonna have any? Uh, 
any indication on Lee Price for Maniac in the future, and maybe Andy at some point? Um, can you guys hear me? Is my mute on? Oh, no, you're, you're good. good. Okay. Um, I again, dude. That I, 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 that'll go back. That'll fall into the same category as my last answer. Of I'm going to try and get my hands on everything. So okay. if there's if there's a character that you guys dig as huge Venom fans, just 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 rest assured that that one of your own has his hands firmly on the wheel. So stay tuned. So what you're All saying right. is, is Pat Mulligan is alive and you're bringing him back. <laughs> Pat Mulligan, look at you. Such a, oh, I love that. <laughs> oh, actually, I have one last thing to ask. Um, one of the biggest things about these Venom comics, I think, is the fan interaction. And that's the, the letter pages, you know? Um, and we all know that Venom has a very classic letter pages title that was sort of brought back in uh, the current series a bit earlier on. Uh, will that be coming back as well, the uh, Eddie's Clubhouse? Man, that is such a cool idea. I'm so glad you said that. We hadn't, we hadn't even gotten that far into talking about that because normally those letters don't start coming in until you have, I think, two issues dropped, right? Um, I would love that with the classic logo, and everything, I think it's a it's a Bagley. Uh, it's a Bagley. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I love that, man. We should definitely do that. I would love that. <laughs> yep. So, Devin, if you're listening, we all want Eddie's Clubhouse back again. That'd be fun. I'm gonna yes, try to make that happen for sure. <laughs> all right. I think it's uh, about time to wrap up this episode. You can check out Venom uh, by Kate and Stegman starting May 9th. Uh, so, as a final thing, uh, Donnie and uh, t- and uh, Ryan, do you have anything else you'd like to plug in, uh, non-Venom related, uh, that you're working on? No, well, Ryan's not working on anything. I don't know yeah. about that. Um, <laughs> I don't have any and, time for anything else. <laughs> yeah, he's not doing anything else. Um, I am uh, wrapping up on Thanos, uh, uh, my final issue of Thanos, the Thanos, Thanos uh, 18, which, which comes out next month. Um, Doctor Strange uh, is still go. I'm, I'm still writing that. Um, my last issue that'll be issue 390 in June. Um, what else? We just announced uh, this series that I'm doing called Death of the Inhumans, uh, which comes out in July. Also in July, Cosmic Ghost Rider number one, um, and there's some indie stuff that's out there. Uh, Baby Teeth from Aftershock Comics, Redneck from Skybound Image. Um, and I'll be announcing a new thing this summer as well. Like, I'm not already writing enough. Um, <laughs> there's a, a new thing coming out there. And you guys can always find me on Twitter. It's at Don Kate, D-O-N-C-A-T-E-S. Awesome. Well, thank you very much. So thank you again to Donnie and Ryan for joining us on this episode. It was a pleasure having you on the podcast. Yeah, thank you guys. Thanks for coming. Yeah, it was great. Thank you guys. And as always... Thanks to my fellow hosts, Carlos, Tyler, and now Jason, for joining me today. No, th- thank you, Ryan, giving me this chance to talk to these guys. This is so cool. I mean, yes, this was great. Thank you. Uh, I mean, you you guys keep making comics. I'm going to keep making action figure variants of the covers. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> you. Man, yeah. those things are so cool, man. Thank you. Dude, yeah. man, those things are so unbelievable. We were talking about trying to make them as hard and as complicated as possible for you. <laughs> No, please don't. I, I can't go. 
<laughs> simpler. <laughs> All right, and then thank you for the Venom site for permitting us to make this podcast under the TVS ban- banner and all of your generous support. And then finally, thank you to our loyal listeners and fellow Ven- Venomaniacs. You guys make an awesome community, and it's an honor to be your voice on the airwaves. Together, we are Venomaniacs. <laughs> <laughs>